Trim your beard? No. I brushed it. Oh, very nice of you. Welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Podcast for Tuesday, uh, what, January 12th, 2021. That's Ian Ferguson. It's me. I'm Pat Country. We're, we're going to have a, sh- a shindig of a show. Uh, we're going to talk about today on the podcast, we're talking about uh, the Nintendo Super Mario 35 Switch was announced. Uh, Otis collectible sharing app slash site. Uh, Arcade One Up announcements. Haven't done that in a while. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Uh, Patreon poll topic. Maybe maybe some voicemails. Um, Ian, what did you what did you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? Besides ponder the end of our republic. I uh, did a lot of that. Did a lot of pondering of the end of the republic. Uh, America is a failed experiment. Um, but other than that, <laughs> it's already failed. It's done. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're done. Pack it in. Pack uh, it in. You were wrong, Jefferson. Other than that, Vani and I started watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, everyone has been telling us to watch that forever. and I mean, I don't know. We're nine, he ten. Yeah, he's using like magical powers? Yeah. Like he, Storm? Yeah, he's got magical powers. Okay. Uh, you know, we're like ten months into this whole thing. We're running out of things to watch. So ten months? Like, oh, I thought you meant it was yeah. ten months long. I was like, no, that's no, a no, lot of No, no, I'm binging. talking about being... <laughs> it's set, we're, we're in season 74 by now. No, I'm talking about COVID. I was like, so we might as well just start watching things people have recommended to us. Uh, I bought 15 pounds of chicken wings for the uh, the chest freezer, so that was exciting. How's the chest freezer? That's great. It's great. It's uh, I love it. I love being able to buy large quantities of food when it's on sale and then keep it. Throw some so th- some turkeys in there for Thanksgiving that are on sale. It's great. Stock up. Uh, uh, no, other than that, though, honestly, I don't think I did anything exciting. I had my first oh. burrito of 2021 yesterday. I have. You know what? I don't think I have. I've had. Oh, no, I did a Mexican. We'll get into, but not from what place. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Vani and I had to run to the post office, and uh, anytime I go down to the post office, I hate going to the post office. Uh, my reward, the worst. My reward is uh, Nico's because uh, Nico's is just like oh yeah, one block over, a couple blocks. Away. That's my favorite burrito. So we went and got. What, what type did you get? Uh, California. You went California. I think I've, I still have not had a California burrito. Oh god, there. really? You need to. Yeah, this we had too much, a little too much. We had Californias and we sat in the car and watched the insane amount of maskless people in Ocean Beach. Even on the board, really? Even yeah. on the street? Yeah, it, it's it's crazy down Young, there. old, or... old and young. I'm just happy we don't have a store in, down there anymore. It would be is it is, is it where the convergence of 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 like like just laissez faire hippie attitude with, with just old people just. It's old right leaning libertarian hippies. That's what it is, and they a lot of libertarian hippies. And, okay. and I, 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 I've met a couple. I could not, I, I could not tell you a group of people that care about others less than old libertarian. The sixties or seventy year old hippies. That, we got ours. Leave, yeah, those those assholes. This is we fought for our rights. It's, fuck, it's, it's the American spirit for not to wear masks, sort fuck, of thing. Fucking hate them. I told you about my running with the one at the Swami, right? Who basically was a neo confederate, and basically said, "Well, it was the spirit of the Confederacy of rebellion." Like I was just like, "You really? That's literally oh. out of the neo confederate playbook." What well, you're yeah. just parroting, sir. 
I got an argument at Swap Meet. That was like, what, a few months ago. Like, this is someone I'd known for years. And that, that, that reared his ugly head. And I was like almost yelling at him. The other guy next, next was just like, what? Not yelling, but I was like, I got heated. I'm sure there are some um, nice old hippies out there. But the majority... Frank! Frank! Frank's, the, yeah, Frank's no, right Frank. there. Yeah, Frank Perfect. is great. But, but the majority of old people's... Old people's... Of old hippies are incredibly frustrated. They're selfish. They're, they're, they're selfish very, people. very selfish. And that's, and yes. that's the spirit and, of, of, the, of the wannabe hippies in college... When I was coming up, they were the most selfish fucking Very people. Very selfish people. Pretend to be the nicest people ever, but it really was But Hey, dude, yeah, sorry I'm playing my music at 3 a.m., but hey, I want to have fun. I don't care if you want to sleep. And it's like, fuck you, dude. You're a fucking asshole. And, and drop this pretentious, I'm a fucking hippie in college bullshit. You're just a douchebag who wants to do whatever he wants. It doesn't care about the, the people trying to fucking sleep next door who has a fucking uh, exam at 9 a.m. Sorry, flashback. That happened a lot with me, stuff like that. Nice. I hate that shit. I see the meme. For- I don't care how much weed you smoke to make you feel like you're a, a, a sweet, gentle person. You're not. You're an asshole. You're a selfish asshole. Uh, so I can see the meme forming. It's the one hand coming in and it says Pat, and then the other hand coming in and it says Ian, and then in the middle it says eating others. hippies. <laughs> we, we, we do the predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That that always bothered me going back to college. It really always bothered me, those those sort of people. Living in Ocean Beach completely destroyed me on it, those type of people. It's, it's the sort of thing, well, it doesn't bother me, why should it bother you attitude? Yes. It's the most selfish attitude you can possibly have. Yes. I'm not offended by it. You shouldn't be offended by it. It's like, what? What are you, crazy? It's not how things work. Anyway, sorry. So um, I, um, I made tacos with my friend. I, I wrapped the present for her. I hadn't seen her in uh, almost a couple months. So nice. she came over, we went, we went and we got... It was like we played couple. We went and got uh, taco stuff. We got the corn, little, the little corn tortilla street taco size. It's like 30 for $2, like one of those. Um, and she's vegan, so she got this um, unfortunate... I tried it. It was okay. This, like, in a sausage-shaped vegan thing, you squeeze out the tube. Oh, soy riso is fucking delicious. I love that stuff. I think you have to make sure it's, like, singed a certain way. I had it. It was okay. She, she said this brand was not as good as another brand she had. So she got that, um, and I got... Um, pollo asado uh, from the from the deli, and then there was a you know I got a little bit of chopped meat, and then uh, we bought we made our own guacamole, which I hadn't done forever. No, it's like so easy to do. Like, why am I why am I not making guacamole every single week of my life? Why am I not doing it? It's so healthy for you and good. You well, literally just peel the avocado, add some seasonings, and smash it. The shit you don't out. have to peel the avocado; you just slice it in half and well, you scoop it out. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, I, it, yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, it takes a, it takes a second. Remove uh, remove the case from the avocado. Add some seasoning. But you don't have to remove the case, though. You just scoop it. Well, it, scoop it. Comes it. out like an ice cream scoop. Sorry, you're removing it from the case. Then is that yeah? Is sure. That okay. Better? Okay. Yeah. Not removing the case from but, the avocado. But then, but then they had the freshly baked tortilla chips. There, not they, those are good. They're so much better. You can just taste the pure lard on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, intermittent fasting. Lard um, that really does a number on on fried foods. Um, so, good. so we did that. We got even less. We went all out. We got the little lettuce, string lettuce already prepared, and we got, you know, uh, we got that. Um, what's the best salsa? That local Shreddy one? Boys. Uh, that local salsa that's really good. That lasts like six days. There's no preservatives. You've seen it. And there's a white top on it. It's, yeah, I've had it. I, it's I delicious. Can't remember. Yeah. So we did all that, and we had fun. Oh, uh, that. And then, um, then with the leftovers, I, I had like like leftover tuna. So I thought, okay, I'll have tuna. 
taco. So that's what I did. Then I also, though, um, the heat's down on my place. Sorry, I, got, I, I really but, need to stress you have to try soy rizzo again. Try a different I have brand. it. I did try frying some. It, it's like a, I picture more of a breakfast food. Oh, it, it, I, well, I'll give it the rest to you. It's, you scramble it. You get, the, the main way to do chorizo is you've got to scramble it up in an egg. Okay, I'll try that. Okay. Scramble it up so, in an egg. So, so, so the heat's out right now at Castle Country. I think hopefully it's a thermostat itself, not the not the furnace. So, so that's a that's a big thing. But the, it's cold in here. No, <laughs> it's cold. My fingers. Um, so then I, I decided to look because my hair's getting long, and I decided to go on Amazon and look at the look at self cutting tips because George Clooney was in the news about a, a month ago about he uses the Floby, the vacuum thing. You know, it's a thing. It's a it's a su- suction system with with a scissor thing inside, and there's a like, plastic thing so you get your hair a certain length all the way around. Um, I don't want to use a Floby though. It's just something weird to, to, to wheel the wheel the vacuum into into the hallway near the near the bathroom. But there's something called the air cut self hair cutting kit that I'm looking at. It's 150 dollars though. It's expensive. Ooh, a lot of these. Look at this. <laughs> you plug it in, mm-hmm. and there's there's um all these different lengths and angled ones too. If you want to like do an angle thing, um and it's it's currently unavailable today. I should have bought it over the weekend. Great. So people want this thing. And there's like it, you, it, there's no, there's no vacuum though, so it just goes goes into the compartment and then it comes out. So I, I needed something like this. If so someone if someone has the air cut, let me know if this is good because four stars isn't bad on Amazon. But um, you know once once you get to three point nine out of five, it's like well this is my hair we're talking about here. I'm sure it does an okay job, but um, we'll see. But I'm looking at it. But there's a lot of these out there. There's like all these companies probably making mints this year off of these vacuum attachment. So, or, or or a buzz kit, but no, I, I want my hair to stay longer, and you can't do that with the buzz kits because the buzz attachments from a barber only look like, like maybe two two and a half inches. There's not. I need a four inch buzz attachment. They don't exist, so that's why I can't. So there was a longer one. I may have already zip-a-dude my hair. Oh um, yeah, why can't someone have done that? Like just do like a five inch or four inch attachment. Uh, probably because at that point it's just too much, and it, it gets too, it's too it, much to. It, yeah, caught. Um, my one of my girlfriends in high school, uh, her mom had a Floby that she used on the dog. They worked fine, right? Yeah, look okay. Work great for the dog. They, they, they make they make uh, pet attachments for these, like flat attachments for these for for pets too. God, Spike would lose his fucking shit if you got near him with a vacuum. Oh, cats don't like. No. Oh, most cats don't like vacuums. I, Fajita would run away. Poor buddy's losing okay. his hearing, so he'll stare at it now. It's not. Oh, really? Yet. Yeah. Apparently that's common in white cats, but other than that, he's healthy. He's almost eighteen. In white cats, white cats. What 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 what, what type of breed is it? You know, I don't know. Okay, old, cruel, <laughs> cruel, <laughs> yeah, <a> cruel. Oh, eighteen's <laughs> a good run for a cat. It's gonna I be mean, eighteen in February. That's a good run for a good old Spike, uh, for sure. Um, so uh, yeah, we have to talk about the 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 riot slash potential insurrection attempt that happened. Um, was that what was that on the sixth? On Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought about. Oh, do we need to do something separate? We don't talk about politics a lot in the podcast directly. We bring up things here and there, but it's a pretty significant day, uh, all in all. I think. I think it's it's uh, it's the worst day we've had since nine eleven. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like like for sure. And you can make an argument that it, that it, it's somewhat worse in a way because that wasn't it wasn't uh, foreigners attacking us. It was from within, and so it was civil. Um, in terms of it, yeah, I, I would say in terms of an attack on the country, the worst day since since nine eleven. Be, be, because yeah, oh well, yeah, but obviously it wasn't the huge number of deaths. It was five deaths total, uh, two police officers, uh, one who who 
killed himself a couple of days later, a few days later. I'm not, we're not sure because if it's related directly out of shame or something effect, but uh, one killed directly. And then other, there was a lot of officers, dozens were injured, um, protecting, protecting the Capitol, basically. They were like a line of defense. Um, and then you had uh, a, a local resident shot and killed try, trying to get into the hallway where the vice president and the speaker of the house and, and uh, vice president elect were somewhere in those rooms there. So it was a federal agent or secret service. We're not sure yet. Uh, shot and killed a local resident here, a woman that a woman that served in the air force and, you know, went down this dark path the past years and ended up getting shot and killed over fucking nothing over, over yeah, lies. After taking a vow uh, that is completely antithetical, antithetical to what she did. Yeah, so that's why it's like it was like wow, it's someone that you know lived like probably ten minutes away from us. It's they're in the they're literally in the community, and so yeah, so it hit harder with that, and 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 and, and so um, I don't I don't <laughs> this is not going to be a, a, an easy healing process at all. Uh, it's not going to be you have you have a lot of people that have been told what's the phrase fantastic lies if you ever seen. Uh, the documentary about the Duke lacrosse uh, players that were railroaded. Uh, the, the, the phrase is, you've been, all been told some fantastic lies. And that's what's been happening with a huge portion of the populace. Fantastic lies uh, about what's been happening with the election. And, you know, basically the culmination of four years or five years of the leader of the country saying everything's a lie. I'm telling the truth. It's only me. And believe me, don't believe your eyes or your senses. Everything's a conspiracy, and they're out to get me. And you know, a portion of the population gets swept away with it. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't see how how to recover easily for something like this. Besides just sort of marching full, forward and holding holding these people accountable, especially the ones in power, like a couple of senators that foment this sort of uh, these feelings when they know, when they know better when they know it's not proper to do that but they don't give a shit because all they care about are political ambitions yeah. I um, I think what, what what it really showed me and it's a, it's a strange journey to follow this this thought process in my head I remember when when Trump was elected thinking that this was it was going to come to this something was going to happen like this before we left office before he left office and I remember um, being told by pretty much all aspects of the news media that it was overreaction that that could never happen here that you know this wasn't going to occur and I started to get I started to second guess myself and wonder you know maybe if I was feeling a little hysterical um, about having you know a, a, a genuine 100% uh, racist idiot in, in the office and I started to think that a lot of what he was saying was it seemed so unbelievable to me that no one could truly necessarily believe what he was saying. They were simply allowing him to say these things so that, and they went along with them for how do political I expediency. For, for political expediency. Do you, do a little bit closer. You're yeah, coming and, out of frame. And, and also to um, to support and 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 to further their own beliefs and their own ends. So even if what he was saying was idiotic, well, he's against immigrants so i'm gonna go with it it's, or well, it's what it's what my base wants right that's what it came, comes down to um but it showed really just how many people had chosen to truly believe this and that was the fallout that i i had a tough time 
uh, grasping uh, in the couple days that have, that followed was the amount of people who truly thought they were going there to be some sort of fucking hero. That they thought they were going to be carried on the shoulders of this new government, that they were truly They were storming liberated. the Bastille. Yeah, they, they really thought they were, thought they were the storming the Bastille. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, to see these people afterwards act so confused that they're not being welcomed, it, it's, yeah, it shows just how deep down that hole they went. And um, these are adults. They they were told at many turns by as many people as possible that this this was a bad idea and they chose to believe it and it kind of willed this into existence um i think they need to be held as a they need to be held accountable i think also as pat said people in power need to be held accountable this is not a situation we can just walk away from um and for as many people who like i said were adults and made these choices of their own to keep going down this rabbit hole and to go to the Capitol on Wednesday and and what try try to seize it, um, you have people like Ted Cruz. I I want I, I I hope to God Ted Cruz is politically ruined for the rest of his life. I mean, just talk about an absolute he's dumpster a, fire piece of he's shit. He's just a slime ball. Literally, Trump called his wife ugly and and accused his, his father, father of killing of, JFK. Yep, and and Cruz and, and he can't get his nose out of the president's ass. He just can't. He can't. He can't kiss his ass enough. And this. And now this. This worm Noah Hawley, um, who there's a picture that's going to haunt him with his fist raised to the to the riders. Oh yeah, you go. Um, the, the other senators, Josh Hawley, Josh Hawley, not Noah. Uh, the the other the other senators even said it's been. They said, "Oh, he knows what he's doing. He he knows this is bullshit. That, yeah. that the election was stolen. But he it's first political." Uh, expediency and for his career like he knows better so that's the worst so he knows better he's just he's just um doesn't give a shit well he doesn't care and that's where we're at a lot all most of these people knew better he doesn't care that there were there were people literally chanting hang mike pence coming for him like is this out of a fucking movie right is this out of a movie well that's the other thing i think a Um, lot of them thought they were being fucking action stars in their own movie about taking up you know taking back america but do you imagine if if that if something like this happened if they if they harmed a member of Congress or the vice president, who by the way, I mean I mean that's why there's going to be impeachment again because the president it, it, before it invokes them to you know go march and march to the Capitol for you know it's 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 your rights and it's like what the fuck are you sending it's are you are you putting out a hit on the vice president is that is that what this looks like that's potentially the, I mean and, and that's another example of just how spineless these people are. Uh, they're so afraid of repercussions that could harm their political futures that Mike Pence won't even invoke the 25th Amendment and his life was literally on the line. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and then I mean, it's coming out about, you know, the National Guard took uh, 90 minutes to get deployed when they were begging for the National Guard to I come out. I remember watching that uh, I, live. They would not send out the National Guard. And it's like, I guess I took it for granted. Like, why wouldn't the National Guard have been pre-deployed if they knew these people were going to be here? I just took it for granted that they would have beefed up security. So when I saw this happening, I'm like, why is there no one there to stop this from happening when they knew this was a possibility? So it was inviting it to happen. It was inviting it to happen. And the Capitol Police are like, yeah, they, they uh, some of them are being held accountable for potentially either letting these people in some areas. But so you have some shit happening with some of the Capitol Police. You you have calls to the Pentagon to deploy a national guard, which doesn't happen. You know, they're like, we're the they're they're basically huddled. They're basically huddled, saying, "Hey, help us!" And nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And they had no end game. The people who went up there. Well, I think some wanted to kill the vice president. 
I, th- sure. I, I think they would have done it, or 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 or, or uh, Pelosi. I think they would have done this. I, th- I think I think it would have happened. Sure, but but then um, but then what? I'm, ta- I'm sorry, I'm talking about the politicians who who are egging this on. Like they know that at some point it's got to trans. I mean, transition wow. over to I, how how ba- how much are they trying to? Def- they want to show themselves as going down with Trump, but at some point this is what's going to. Well, I think it got. Out of, I, th- I think like the, like those like Holly and Cruz were like, Cruz. okay, they didn't they, they they didn't think it would potentially be this bad. They were just they're just stupid. They're like, oh, okay, well, we're gonna. No, they want to sound tough, and they assume that the the base that they secretly hate in, the, in private, anyways, wasn't going to actually or crazy. organize when there's some, when there's a lot of crazy people, right? A lot of crazy people. Not not, they're not all crazy, but there's a lot of crazy people. Uh, once once you once you start once you say to yourself, I'm going to storm the Capitol, um, you're you're crazy. You're a lunatic at that point, and you should be in prison. And so it's going to be uh, months and months and months of the FBI tracking these people down. They're already starting to do that. They got all your cell phone signals. They know who you are. They, they're not. They're not. They they know who most of these people are. It's just going to take time to to get all these people. This is going to take time. It's a shame. The, the the picture of a guy fucking carrying the Confederate flag in the Capitol. I was sick to my stomach. Sick to my fucking stomach. That didn't, that didn't ever never that didn't happen before ever. No one a Confederate flag uh, w- walking through the, the halls of the fucking Capitol building. Didn't happen during the Civil War. It never happened. Yeah, I don't um, want to hear this. That I don't want to uh, hear that side ever say anything about fucking disrespecting the flag ever again, <laughs> or disrespecting the police. Yeah, or disrespecting the police. Since obviously, we have a dead a, officer. A big one too. Dozens of of of, um, of courageous Capitol officers that literally they're getting swung at with weapons, and they're fending like, like it's like a fucking like like they're storming a castle. They're trying to fend it off. It's insane. It's insane. And before you say, well, what are you talking about all oh, you know the rioting happening in the summer? I was like, I'm not for I'm like Joe Biden. I'm not for the rioting anywhere or or people enacting violence or burning down anything. Everyone has to be treated uh, uh, equally under the law, uh, equal protection and, and equal application of justice. That shouldn't be controversial, but I'm saying it in case you're going to come at me saying that. So my take um, is also there's a big difference between a bunch of fucking idiots storming the Capitol over a uh, fair election. Um, than people who are protesting their people being shot and killed in the street by cops all the time. You can't make the equivalency between the two. No, but once it turns to violence... Uh, oh, sure. Then, once uh, it turns to violence, but I'm all just... bets are off. I, I, don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're, you're burning down a local business at uh, El Cajon or, or you, you know, at that point, you don't have an argument anymore. Sorry. I'm, I'm sort of zero tolerance on violence, and that shouldn't be controversial. Uh, zero tolerance. You don't, you don't get a say anymore at that point. Go, put your ass in jail. Don't ruin people's lives or, or businesses or fuck up things. Don't don't cosplay in any way, shape, or form. Don't cosplay as an anarchist. Don't cosplay as a revolutionary. Don't cosplay as an insurrectionist. Just nothing. That that's how we get. That's how we fucking move on. We throw all these assholes in jail and say no, no violence. We're we're we're, we're law and order. That's where it's law and order. No fucking violence. And it shouldn't be controversial to say that. Um, so anyway, that's all I got to say about that. Um, I mean, I literally called Trump a uh, demagogue carny back in summer 2016. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, most people had him pegged, or a lot of people had him pegged. Oh, and, yeah. And then even in, um, and then, <laughs> at least it's good that there, there, this was a, finally the last straw for a lot of people. I couldn't, I couldn't bring him up to my dad last time on the phone, because he, he, was, he was one of those guys like, yeah, I voted for Trump because, you know, he was going to 
you know, get my judges that I wanted, the federal judges and Supreme Court justices in, and probably protect, you know, protect his, you know, he's always afraid of his, you know, the stocks and 401k mutual funds. It's always comes down to that. So when I try to bring it up, they say, hey, Dad, guess where the insurrectionist shot where it was from? It's like, oh, local here, you know, Ocean Beach. And so like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. So it's just like, so, so finally it's, it's gone too far for some people. Like this was the, short of seeing the fucking vice president being hanged uh, at the Capitol, th- th- this is where it was too far for God, I hope Some Lindsey people. Graham is never taken seriously again. I, oh, yeah. He was like, oh, I, this is too far for me. It's like, fuck you. Just fuck you, Lindsey Graham. Fuck you. Sorry. What are we talking about? Video game stuff. Games. Game stuff. Games. Games. All right. The eShop, Ian. <laughs> yeah, so um, they have not given a reason why, but after uh, our segment last week and lots of people, obvi- I'm not saying our segment was responsible, I'm just saying, uh, after we discussed this last week on the podcast and a bunch of people took to Twitter and other social media sites to uh, decry it, the um, pulled DSiWare games, for the most part, have been uh, returned to the eShop. Is this an uh, update? I guess so. Yes, it is an update. It's about 250 <laughs> games. I think they added. They said there was like four or five that still hadn't been re-added, uh, but they were doing them in chunks. So at that point in time, maybe they were still going to be. You mean I can't play Face Pilot? Fly with your Nintendo fly DSi with your camera? Nintendo DSi camera. Um, so this is good, but again, just like we said last week, um, if you have these digital titles, if you have digital games, try to pay attention to when. Companies say that they're going to be pulling them down. Nintendo didn't in this case. And don't wait until the last minute to uh, re-download games that you are particularly fond of. Uh, you know, Try to keep those on your system at all times so that you don't have to go through this. Obviously, one solution is don't buy digital. If you don't want to deal with this, don't buy digital. And as I've always said, I, I understand that entirely. Um, if you don't want to deal with it, I just think that there are certain instances where, unfortunately, it can't be helped, such as with small developers who can't always do a physical run um, or convenience or something like that. Just know what you're getting into when you make these digital purchases. Um, I don't know if this was an error on Nintendo's part. That seems unlikely, but something tells me that the backlash caused them to say, maybe we can leave these up a little bit longer. Or maybe it was a mistake. Yeah, who knows? Maybe there was a switch automatically. Oh, because these games come out, you know, eight years ago. Maybe it was like, oh, 2021, and we turned it off, and we didn't think about it. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. The the fact that it was so many at once is just weird. It wasn't, like, staggered more? I don't know. Unless Unless people finally noticed. But it's a good thing. So if you had Risky's Revenge, Shantae's Risky's Revenge, and you need to re-download it, go and re-download it. Get all that stuff. Download it. Go buy your big memory cards. And, um, yeah, save that stuff before it's too late. But those fans of Word Searcher 3 cannot complete the trilogy. Sorry. Yeah, it's still... Or 5-in-1 Solitaire. Still not there. No. That's 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 a, that's a rough one. It sucks because there's no other Solitaire games in existence. <laughs> None. 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 <laughs> All right. Um, how about this play pause for surprise mechanics? Stop whoever's... I'm turning my phone off. Yeah, turn your phone off, who's do- Patrick. Who, who, pay attention. Okay. So anyway. So um, this is something interesting that someone uh, brought to our t- attention. So there's a play pause program where... Say that five times. Play, play pause. <laughs> play pause program. In Pennsylvania. It's, it's a self-exclusion tool for online gambling because online gambling is totally legal in Pennsylvania. Please come to California. Anyway. So... Um, 
it's something where like if, if you go out of state or you know you basically it prevents it's it prevent it's like locking up your fridge if you're trying to be on a diet that's basically what it is for gambling so the, the argument is <laughs> fridge lock for, they, they just sell those didn't they yeah they did and I, feel, I don't think they lasted because everyone was like these are horribly cruel and i mean people were just crowbarring them off the hey, fridge. hey you signed up for that uh, anyway so um so the play pause program uh, in, in pennsylvania they're going to uh, they're going to expand it to other self-exclusion bubble so as players move from state to state the protection that they asked for can also move with them so anyway so the whole point is this could something like this work for loot boxes and quote-unquote surprise mechanics as you would say in video games should there be a program that will say you know what i want to self-exclude myself from buying this from buying this garbage when i buy a game that's it i pay 60 bucks i don't want to buy these outfits i want to buy these uh what are they gotcha pond what are they called uh, gotcha, the, got, gotcha, gotcha mechanics. Gotcha yeah. mechanics. Based on... Gotcha no chance bullshit. Yes. No gambling. Should there be a program for that? Is that the next step? Uh, and mandatory for each game to be like, here's a here's a button or something, a code you put in for you or your kids where you're excluded from the ability to do this. Why not? I, I think that'll be the future. It's not a bad idea. I, I feel like being able to turn it off... Um, I. Th- think we kind of talked about this before being able to have almost like a parental setting within a game that no my child or i or me or i personally yeah am not allowed to access any of these modes that would take more money from me um yeah i think that's an option that should be included if you feel like you can't stay away from it the only problem is is with so many of these sports games those big modes are you know a lot of them are reliant on that so you have to be they would need to, I think, advertise what you would be missing clearly on the back of the box if you were to opt into this program because you'd lose a large, large chunks of the game. Well, you shouldn't lose the ability to play and complete a game. You know. No, no, you'd still be able to play and complete it, but you wouldn't be able to partake in some of the most popular modes. Okay, well, that's to me that's a little bit different than buying a mode versus the gambling aspect. I guess that's what it is, where you're constantly not, buying the card packs. Not, yeah, I'm saying you. I'm not. I didn't say buying a mode. I'm saying oh, you can't oh. participate in some of those oh, modes well, unless that's you a, have the card. Well, packs. then that's other. Le- that's <laughs> I mean, other. That's there other. is a reason for the cards. They're not but, just to look right, at. Well, but. that's legislation that's going to come down the road. It's already starting to happen in Europe. That'll that'll come eventually, I think. But I do so. think an option to be able to just kind of wipe away the um, sure. I make it difficult to put back on. You gotta like call a number. You gotta like be on hold for an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can you can put it back on, but it's gonna be a pain pain in the ass, uh, for sure. You know, it's not a pain in the ass, Ian. Going to ultimateintendo.com where you can order uh, C podcast enamel pins, Pat Punk enamel pins, RBI baseball stickers, flying off the shelf, flying off the table. With this, this is the scissor I cut them with and also the certain nes super Nintendo guidebooks and on sale right now the my man see a podcast shirt it's only i think 15 bucks and then for only i think it's like 12 bucks it's like 45 percent off the pat the nes punk uh volume three ah my remote for my heater there you go so you can get all these goodies right now ian's happy about it i'm thrilled about it do you want our bad baseball sticker for the back of your there's no room in the back there's no room anymore otherwise i'd consider it i haven't made a dent in this I haven't made a dent in the roll. I was like, oh, I'll keep it for posterity. To get it. No, sell them. People like the stickers. It's heavy. It's, yeah, I've sold like 100 of them at least. And they're still, yeah, it's thick. Thick and quick right there. And then on Wednesday night, I'll be on Twitch looking at 80s commercials. It was weird looking at 80s commercials literally right after the insurrection attempt. But people needed the, 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 you know, the break. And, I'm sure it was yeah. strange. Yes. It was a little strange. It was a little strange. 
Oh, we had fun talking about our past inter- insur- insurrection experiences that we remember as children. Remember the insurrection of 92 that was attempted? <laughs> 2008 insurrection attempt. Oh, it was great. We just reminisced. Uh, giant Lego. Uh, GBA was discovered. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the monoliths in the desert. And no one knows where it came from. Um, where was this found? Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, Australia. Good day. Found in Australia. People don't know if it's like, uh, if it was like... Is D- Daco. Dago was his name? Not oh, Dago. No. Daco. Daco. <laughs> if it was used as uh, like a prop, a prop piece in a store or something like that. It may be, it's huge. But it's, it's huge. It's very big. Um, Beefy. Looks like it was all epoxied together. Uh, game On the back, it says where the serial number and the label would be. It says Game Boy Advance SP, N- Nintendo, um, Swivels made open in Windsor. And, shut. Yeah. and then it says, uh, I don't know, KT and IW04. So I'm guessing that's when it was made. People who probably made it their initials. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if this was like an, an official project for some sort of store or, or, or what, but they did a really good job with it. It opens up and everything. It's got giant buttons. Yeah. Uh, we're talking... <laughs> we're talking probably is, about two feet by two is feet. some I'd e- Ian measurement? Yeah, a foot and a half by a foot and a half. I don't oh, know. Oh, it's more than a foot and a half. Yeah, two feet. Uh, two feet by two, two to feet. Two three feet. Yeah. yeah big made boy. Two, made two feet. It's, it's, it's a big boy. Um, it swivels open. Obviously, it's not functional. It's not like the old school Game Boy display with the giant Game yeah, Boy. Yeah, no, not, not functional. Not, <laughs> um, that would be awesome if it was. But, yeah, I guess we'll... we'll I, I haven't seen... There's no comments on the video about it. It's got, no, um, there isn't. It's got 629 views from Sleepy Sleeping U- Usering. Um, acquired this in a retro game collection today. Cannot find anything online about it. Found in Melbourne, Australia. So assuming it's a Meyer Toys R Us, Target, Big W, I'm not sure what that is, or Kmart store display from back in the day. But if it's an official store display, it would be marked in Nintendo's sort of you know catalog of display pieces. Like the, the M series, like the M82, the, the M series is like the display marketing pieces. So yeah, this is, and it, it, would, and it would be marked that it's a Nintendo and it's not. Mark, that's a Nintendo official product. So, the, it's a mystery, Ian. Where's my unsolved mysteries? No. Without the update, need one. Um, you want to return to Castle Monkey Ball, Ian? I just think this is funny. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, uh, a few people brought this to our attention. It's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, there is Some a mashup. Stuff. A mashup Monkey Ball. Uh, Wolfenstein uh, game was made. So Monkey Ball, if you're somehow unaware, is uh, a popular game that Sega made. He embraces it, up, it. Brings up every other week at this point. It uh, it, it, it's it's super fun. Uh, you roll around as a monkey in a ball. You have to collect bananas and get through a goal. It's like Marble Madness. It's really really difficult. And Wolfenstein, of course, the classic first person Nazi shooter of your kill the Nazis. Uh, B.J. Blackowitz. So in this game uh, that mixes them together, uh, B.J. Blackowitz is in a monkey ball. <laughs> and he's and, tiny. Yeah, he's tiny. <laughs> and uh, you roll them around <laughs> the the uh, Wolfenstein maps, collecting bananas and bumping into Nazis to kill them. Uh, when you bump into them, they die just as they did in the uh, original. Do game. they shoot at you or they don't shoot at you? The, that I can't GSS. quite tell. I haven't so, had a chance to try this. I've been okay. playing through some some cheap and free indie games lately and I haven't gotten to this but it's on my list um, so yeah check that out if you like either of those games or just want to see something interesting yeah I mean god it's, it's a fantastic stuff what's going on here uh, you think we're going to see a new punch out game 
I don't think we're going to see a new punch out game. No. So the news is that um, Mike Tyson was on the. Um, I hate this name with all my heart. Impul- impulsive with Logan Paul. That's the name of his podcast. Get it? Because his name is Paul. Yeah, I impulsive get it. Paul. Yeah, yeah, the eight. Anyway. Yeah, I f- so fucking get it. So Mike Tyson said that, um, that we're we're going to make another one. So. Um, you might, but probably not with Nintendo, I'm guessing. I'm guessing Nintendo doesn't want to associate with Mike Tyson anymore. Uh, I'd probably not. And you, and you probably don't have the rights to use the name Punch-Out either, so I don't know if it'll be like Mike Tyson's Puncher Game. Because there, the, there was an app that tried it. It was taken off the App Store, really lickety split. I can't even download it, re-download it. Really? But there was a, like a Punch-Out type of game that was probably not licensed, you know. Anyway. So. Yeah, I just don't see them like as you said. I just don't see them wanting to do the uh, to work with Mike Tyson. They already said that they. I mean, remember they didn't want to work with Kanye West. We talked about that last yes. week. Uh, I don't see Nintendo as being particularly eager to do any celebrity stuff. Yeah, any celebrity stuff. And that yeah, that's that's what that's where I'm going with it. I just don't see that as really being their thing anymore. They sure they have celebrities and whatnot in commercials, but I don't think they're actively looking to get these names on on games. They don't need it. Further, they don't need it. Right. I mean, what, what, it, let's let's just say theoretically, the next Punch-Out game, which there has been one now in what 12 years, was was, was Punch-Out 2009 or so. Um they do another Punch-Out game. P- Everyone's gonna buy it anyway. I mean, putting Mike Tyson on it, you're really gonna get some of the some of the older millennials like us to be like, oh, we're gonna buy it now. Either you buy it, or you don't. Gonna, there might be like some people who might buy it just for Mike Tyson, but if that's really what's gonna push you over the edge to buy a new Punch Out game at this point, doubtful. Uh, yeah, don't think so. I never, I never played the Wii Punch Out game. Never played it's it. Really good. <clears throat> never played it. Yeah, it's great. Why it's, is it? Can, Nintendo. I'm not saying you got to put out every two years. You have, uh, you know, use your B list properties for new games but f-zero sitting there punch out sitting there f-zero sitting there and f-zero really needs to be worked on the uh the guy i can't remember his name the guy at sega who worked on the uh, gamecube one said he's like i would be opposed to doing that again you just gotta come talk to me star fox is we're waiting on a star fox game they'll probably just redo the way you one that no one played you know so but wait, there's other properties you can make come on nintendo what are you doing what are you doing here you're gonna put out a freaking fire with a fire limb nes cart somehow which is insane. Well, it was, uh, there was no NES. It, you uh, couldn't play the cartridge. That's my point. When you're doing all this shit, and you have properties that people want, develop games for them. Come on. Punch out will still sell. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on, buddies. Or Return just, to Castle or just, Monkey Ball was kind of fun, by the way. I played 30 seconds of it. Of which one? Return to Castle Monkey Ball. I just played 30 How seconds. How did you just play it? it? It's in the browser. Oh, it's in the browser? Yeah, did we mention browser. that? in the browser did you mention that no i didn't my hair is taking over my face now it's like crawling down my cheek i just noticed all right um ian hmm we were past the 35th anniversary of super mario brothers but the celebration still lives on in in in, in the best year ever 2021 all right so nintendo had a couple of announcements that look you gave me yeah, uh, they, they did have a couple of announcements. Uh, they're putting out a Mario 35th anniversary Switch, the blue and red Switch. Um, it's it's pleasing to to the eye. I, I like it. I, I like it quite a bit. And so as far it, it's the, I think it's the first Switch to have a um, a retail one that has a different color. That has a different on the color on Switch the body. Screen unit. Yes, there was on the, the Labo one that I believe was cardboard colored all around. But that wasn't a mass release. That was not a mass release. So I think this is the first mass release one that actually has a different colored body. 
um, not just like an engraving or etchings on it. Yeah, uh, it's solid red comes with um, a red a red docking port as well, a docking bay, red docking station, uh, and then it has some blue accents that are kind of cute. Uh, the Joy-Con grip is blue, and the the slidey the slidey protector bars for the. That's good English, Ian. The slidey protector bars. Ian, see you podcast vocabulary. Uh, for the Joy-Cons uh, are, are, are blue. As so well. it gives it a red-blue effect yeah. on the Joy-Cons. And then it comes with a cute little case with that's that's red with the blue zipper part and cute little zel- yellow zippers. That's a nice little accent on there mm-hmm. to do that. Does so, it come with the case or is the case separately? Because they're showing a blue one here as well. The pictures have them all there. So... Uh, comes with the red and blue carrying case. Okay. Yep. Oh, with the, oh the case is red and blue. Available gotcha. on February twelfth, so one month from now. What a coincidence! So anyway, so it's adorable. We are now. Well, you, you know, you're in the middle life of a Nintendo console when they th- start throwing more gimmicky color shit at you. Mm-hmm. Now you know we're, it's gonna be four years old. The Switch in a couple of months. You believe that? Four years old. It's wild. Going to kindergarten soon. It's, uh, learning to read. Nintendo Switch. Isn't that nuts? It doesn't seem like it's been out for four years. No. Has it? It doesn't seem to me. It's, no. it's, been, it's the last. It's been a weird four years for me too. Because when it came out, I was in the middle of my gut sickness, so that was a weird like year and a half. I think I was like still another. Also, the apartment or yeah. condo, yeah. And then and then uh, we we've just gone through a year of pandemic, so it's like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the pandemic year it has either... not been a normal set of years Two... for me at least, <laughs> or in many people since the switch came out. 2020 was either the longest year to some people, or maybe the shortest year to some people. Very I, short to me. I can't def- def- in my head. It's like was it really short or really long? Because no, was... didn't, we I didn't do anything. I didn't go to any conventions or do anything or travel. Or, you know what I mean? I, I went to the zoo once. Like, I didn't do anything. I didn't go out anywhere. 2020 so. feels very short to me in general, but if I think back to specific things that happened early on in, like, like, like the actual lockdown lockdown... First few months. I'm like, okay, that, that was a little ways away. But in terms of time passing, I've never had a year fly by quicker than yeah, this year. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so anyway, so, the, so this is a Spider-Man color scheme. Some people pointed out it's, it's, it's the, the, the red and the, the blue. Yeah, it's, it's it's cute. No, like Mario face though, like etched anywhere. I just thought that was you know, put put his face somewhere in the back or put a fucking cheap sticker. Oh, oh, there is okay. Oh, the oh the case. I think that's the other side is blue and red in the case. Is yeah, that what it is? one or, side is blue, one side is red. Or is it two different ones? No, it's it says it's a red and blue. Oh, red and blue. Okay. Okay. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah, we figured that out. We're we're, we're prepared on the CU podcast. You know that. Um, also announced was the Bowser's Fury mode for uh, Super Mario 3D World, um, and uh, Bowser's looking hot. Um, just gonna come out and say he's it. angry. That is a, no, that's a sexual. That's a sexual turtle father right there. He's looking ripped. He's torn. Hot, I look, I, that's your side of the internet. Hot dad alert with uh, yeah. uh, Bowser. Um, I don't get into that stuff. <laughs> That's all you and your and your and your pals. Hot dead. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, there's uh, the new DLC adds uh, apparently a level, a story, something where Bowser turns into a kaiju and a cat Mario uh, can fight him. A giant monster. A giant monster. So spoilers: there's a giant monster fight in in a Super Mario Brothers game. It's only taken us 35 years to get there. Yeah. Right. Just the DLC. Just the DLC. Just the DLC. But I'm excited for it. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, Nintendo is good about 
announcing things and then being like, oh, hey, here it comes. They did announce that this was coming out earlier this summer when they announced the Super Mario 3D All-Stars. But they kind of just said, hey, this is coming in February and left it at that. This is the first... February, whatever. February. This is the first they're kind of showing of it, and it's here in a couple of weeks. So that, that's nice. Yeah. Not a, long, not a long wait. And I never played the original. A lot of people didn't. So, I mean... It's, it's a very fun it's, game. Uh, that came out, was it 2013? Was it 2000? Let's see. Super Mario 3D Worlds. So a lot of people, again, going with Nintendo's strategy of, hey, we're going to forget the Wii U is a thing, rebuy these games with some add-ons. It's working great. came out in November 2013. So it's not not even a seven-year-old game that they're going to re-release with some DLC tacked on there. There you go. There's only only a couple games more left to do. Uh, (laughs) Like Star Fox, I guess, is one of the big holdouts. Star Fox, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Or not Chronicles, Xenoblade, Xeno... It's a Xeno. Xenoblade okay. Chronicles X. <sighs> there was one on the Wii U. There was a Xeno. Yeah, there was there. a Xeno. That's all you need to know. There was, they skipped over Metroid, so there was no Metroid on, on the Wii U. Right? We skipped over it. was on the Wii, right? The yeah, other, other the M yeah. that people were mad about. They are mad about They, they mad softened about up Samus a little bit too much for people. <laughs> can, I, um, can I say something? You can say whatever you want. It's a podcast. You can go for it, buddy. Uh... This is unrelated to video games, but this oh. just this is just this this upsets me. Did you see that they're doing a movie about Lucille Ball? Yeah, I did. Did you see who they fucking cast for Lucille Ball? Nicole Kidman. That just seems wrong. Really? I think I th- she, she's got some acting chops. I don't think she's a bad actor. I, I I think she's good. I just she's not. That just seems like a weird pick. I I take Lucille Ball very seriously. She's, oh, okay. All she's right. From, she's from Western New York. She's one so of she, the, She's like the three students to me, to you, Lucille yeah, Ball. Yeah, yeah. Right, she's okay. she's she's one. She's from Western New York. She was born in Jamestown. Uh, we take pride in her in Western New York. We count her as one of our own. Uh, I would really like to see this Lucille Ball documentary done well. I don't think Nicole Kidman is the choice for Lucille Ball. I don't have a better choice, but I I she would, resembles her when you actually look at the eyes and nose. A little bit, yes, but when I think. Com- comedy in comedic timing. I don't think if you can act if, if you can act dramatically, you can do comedy. I, I think if you're trained, you know, comedy is difficult. But um, I, I think I think you I, get Javier Javier Bardem as as Ricky. He could be all right. He could be great. Yeah. Are we clamoring though to, to, to know the nitty gritty though? Uh, of, this is going to be a drama, Ian. Probably this is going to yeah, be a comedy. It's going to be more of the the, the drama aspect. behind the I scenes. Realize, I realize fighting that. fighting against the system to keep their show. The show was going, went on for what like fifteen years between the two iterations or whatever they did the the Lucy. Then it was a Lucy and whatever Arnez. I love Lucy, and then it was yeah. uh, the Lucy and Desi show. Yeah, so it went on forever. It went on, and then there was the Lucille Ball show. There was. She had three shows, but this, was the third show the same character or no? Was it? Uh, no, 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 no. It was okay. not the same character. The the second show was the one that was in full color, and it was a different character. I never appreciated. There was tons of loose. Uh, I love Lucy reruns on Nick at Night on in the eighties, early nineties because all the boomers grew up with them. They, I loved them. I I I, 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 I never got into them. I, I could appreciate them looking back, but I never got into them. I can't think of you know around the time that I was watching you know Nick at Night and that I can't think of. A show from that era that I appreciated more, or or, or a person I guess Mercy. I appreciated more from that era than than Lucille Ball. I just I love her to death. It was on for six seasons, fifty one to fifty seven. Wow, to go back in time. Um, then they a modified version continued for three more seasons with thirteen one hour specials from fifty seven to sixty. Did not know about that. There was thirteen, so it was it was on for kind of. 
10 years almost. Yeah. Wow. And then the second, what was the second iteration uh, here? You said, I think uh, that's the Lucille Ball show. Or was it just called Lucy? Well, that's. I'm looking at Wikipedia just for the I Love Lucy. So the, the second one. I'm looking, anyway, it was on. That's a, it's a long time. It was on there. It's, it's one of those classic TV sitcoms. You know, it's one of those ones you think of like Honeymooners. You think of, you, you think of uh, I Love Lucy. It was I Love Lucy, the Lucy Desi, the Lucy Desi Comedy Hour, uh, and then the Lucy Show. So it kept going forever, basically. Yeah, and it looks like she might have done a couple other like smaller things, but Lucy Show, I, I watched quite a bit of it. That's the one that I think had uh, the end of the episodes were in color. Got it. So yeah, okay. No, you, you know, uh, Lucille Ball was in one of the earliest uh, Three Stooges. No, I did not. Three know Little that. Pigskins. She's like set, not set, she's probably like eighteen years old. She is super young. Oh wow. She's just one of like the girlfriends. That, you know, she's just like yeah. eye candy there. It's like her and two other blondes, and she's like you're know, looking it up. She is like. So, like I'm talking, like probably the first thing she probably did in Hollywood. That must be like 34. Like it, it, it was, it was. You looking it up? Oh yeah, yeah. I wow, mean, she is really young, super young. Like yeah. you, you almost don't recognize her. No, you really don't. Yeah, before obviously her comedic stuff kicked in there. That really bothered you, huh, Ian? Well, well, I guess we can't make the Nintendo stuff a full a full topic if we segue into that. <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> I, I just I, hope I, they do my girl right. That's all. Oh wait, wait phrasing. All right. So we're going to start the podcast officially, officially, officially. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, Ian, you know, on the City of Podcasts, our bread and butter, besides talking about insurrections, is talking about collectibles, especially when it comes to video games and the, and the marketing and yeah. the marketplace. Uh, whether it was Heritage Auctions, Scumbag Sellers of the Week, uh, p- people trying to put things on, on eBay and, uh, and failing, what, what have you. So, right now, and I'm getting, I, I literally got, this is how you know, Ian, you think Ian and me are scumbags or, or slime balls, that's fine. We, we had the potential to do a sponsorship with the company we are talking about, and we are submarining it and potentially burning a bridge. <laughs> yeah. We could have money in our pocket to keep the lights on. The heat's not happening right now at Castle Country. <laughs> But there's a new collectible sharing app and website that has dropped called Otis. Otis. On the Otis website, Ian, it's a collectibles site where you can invest in shares of collectibles like uh, sneakers, Pokemon cards, um, sports cards. Or say right here, this 9.6 Super Mario Brothers 3. What a graded. Yes. It's a, or it's a new frontier of collectibles and commodity markets, which has really sprung up past probably two, three, four, five years, especially with uh, what they call uh, sneakerheads. Yes, yeah. people that uh, invest in sneakers, and there's marketplaces uh, that exist just for this. But this is like, okay, I can't buy the, the whole shoe myself or the X-Men number one on here right now. Uh, I'll buy a share... And own a share, so then when it sells at a profit, I get a profit out of it. And that's what this website wants you to sign up and do, and the app to do that. So right now, you can invest in Super Mario Bros. 3. Oh, it's not the left bros? Oh, no. 
Oh, no. Um, well, it doesn't matter what people are spending tens of thousands on these because they're insane. Um, so you have to get 10 shares maximum. Oh, 10 share maximum per investor. It's a dollar per share. So um, Super Mario Bros. 3 is considered the... This is from the listing. It's considered the first legitimate sequel. What? Fuck you. The first legitimate sequel to the original Super Mario... Did Nintendo put out Super Mario Bros. 2? Then it's a legitimate, legitimate sequel. sequel. God. God, people just can't let that fucking go. They've got to find something else to say about it. It is the third best-selling NES video game of all time uh, at 17 million copies sold worldwide. The Super Mario series has been created in subsequent popular video games. Okay. Grading is important for NES games since there were a large amount of copies released. We are offering a 9.6 water graded copy with an A grade seal, which is the second highest grade after a 9.8. There were several production runs of the game, including earlier production with the bros to the left and a later one with bros to the right. Then it talks about highlights of recent sales. A Super Mario 3 went for 21600 in September, blah, blah, blah. The sale was for an A plus seal. Ours is an A seal, close but not exact. Um, talked about uh, how much they paid for it. So this, you basically get a prospectus on on your quote-unquote investment. So it, it tells you, okay, we bought this game for $10,200 at auction, and it, it, and it is dropping dropping it at 5000 representing a 104% discount to market value. What? I, what? Otis acquired the game at, at auction for 10200 and is dropping it at 5000 I guess being dropping it, I mean, this is the investment uh, we want you to basically pay back in for. I guess so, yeah. I guess that's what it means. Um... And then there's cultural significance. Okay. Then there's a re- report. There's actually a prospectus, like like you're like you're getting a, a freaking mutual fund. And uh, there's a little slideshow at the bottom if you see that put out by this company. So in the slideshow, you have like a quote from my pal, our pal Richard Lecce. See how it all comes back around from the New York Times article. <laughs> to me, Super Mario Brothers or The Legend of Zelda are artworks that are far more important than say the Mona Lisa. Richard, I appreciate your emails, but that is not true at all. And sounds a little bit nutty. Um, then you get an overview of it about what it is the price per share the drop value i'm gonna look that up drop value can you look that up for me what, what a drop value means yeah while i read this I'm trying to figure that out uh then they say we believe that this that the category is your stomach turning it uh is yes. well positioned for growth as a result of centralized grading authority water that authenticity and condition and increasing accessibility as more auction houses and resellers start selling nes games We've been selling them and buying them for 20 years, over 20 years. It's just that not this greatest stuff getting huge the past couple of years. Um, why are we excited? Drop value. Otis acquired the game in an auction for 10200 and is, and is dropping it at 5000 um, I guess that's the, the, the value of the shares that are coming in. Um, they repeat the stuff about culture significant and then talks about the game. NES games as a collecting category. Again, this is a slideshow. First game... Um, the factory seal video game collecting category has gained sig- significant mainstream interest in the past few years. Would you call it significant mainstream interest? Would you really call it that? I would not call it that. Uh, it first gained momentum as a niche collecting category in the late 2000s. Okay. Among avid game- gamers seeking to complete their sets of games using online secondary markets like eBay motivated by nostalgia. So and they, they want to play it too. As best as I can determine, drop like every other instance that it's used in like this, drop refers to the item. Drop value, I'm assuming, is that's how how much value in shares they're selling. How much it. value in? Yes. The value. Yes. Okay. The value. I'm assuming that's the value of shares put out. So okay. so if that other oh, if that Mario is ten thousand and they're valuing the drop at five thousand, that probably means they're selling five thousand one dollars shares. With the shares. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Um <clears throat> Sorry, the most popular collectibles in the category are games for the NES, which popularized characters like Mario in the 80s. Okay. We believe this welcome position for growth, blah, 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 bl
ecosystem of buyers and sellers slide. Um, in January 2019, Heritage Auctions began listing a lot of graded video games in their comics and comic art auctions. It's only been two years. The incorporation of collectible video games by an acclaimed and mainstream auction house has spread awareness of the collectibles video game trend among collectors. Heritage Auctions notes, the video game collectible industry is now evolving from nostalgia. It wasn't always just nostalgia. People actually want to play these games. Yeah. To a recognized form of art and history. Fuck you. We always thought this stuff was historical. Video games. Why do you think I have a room full of them? Not just because I like it. There's history wrapped up in some of these items. Risks. Here we go. Here's the risks they, they have. Relatively nascent category. Nascent or nascent? I, was, I think it's nascent. The, fa- the factory sealed video games category is relatively nascent and has gained significant interest in only the last year. Okay, that's true. Uh, as a result, it is riskier than other more established collecting genre categories. Okay, that's responsible to say that. Limited public data. There's not... Yeah, there's, there's no... We don't know what the population numbers of these are. Supply risk. As the category gains traction with collectors, more supply of the specific gaming grade could enter the market and impact prices. At least they're being reasonable with the risks. This is the first time I've seen any article written about this. This isn't even an article. All those articles written before never brought the fucking risks up at all. Uh, yep. It's all pie in the sky. This stuff can only go up from here. Make a million dollars. Get in. You know, FOMO, FOMO, FOMO. Fear of missing out. Well, at least this is being responsible here. Because you know why? They're selling shares. So I think legally they have to put the, the risks on here. So all, they do. Because all of these... So it says... Uh, each asset on the platform has been securitized with the SEC and broken okay. into shares. Members yeah. can buy it. So Legally. New, new cultural assets are launched on the app weekly. So once you have registered with the SEC, your company or what have you, you, you have to play it straight. Otherwise, right. if, if, you, if it's fraudulent, you have a government entity that can come after you. If, you, if, if you're a shareholder, you're like, what did you sell me? This was, this was a fraudulent... You know, so that, but at least they're doing that. Okay. That's all fair and good, Ian. I think this is taking the hype market to an extreme end, and I, I mean, I can't stand this. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they... Buying they, shares of a collectible. Buying shares of an item. You can say that you own a part of something you may never, ever see or touch. So it's not about collecting it. We brought this up, we brought this up a bit when that $100,000 Super Mario Brothers was bought by a, te- like a team of, like, was it five people that bought it, including yeah. Richard Lecce. That, that, what, this is like, that, that's like a, a real-world happening of... of, of like happening and, in the wild of yeah. this. And this plus is- they did that because they wanted to help kick off this search. Sure. If you don't do that and put that on Pawn Stars, do you get to this point of Otis, Otisburg, of Otis trying to sell you shares of sneakers and video games? I don't know. But we're way past the point where we're now collecting stuff when you're buying shares. You're just purely speculating. It's purely an investment. And, but you're trying to equate it to stocks of a company. And it's obviously not the same thing. Right. Collectibles is not a comp- company being run with profit and loss. It's just you're buying the shares in the hope that some other sales happen down the road with your item or you can or, or whoever controls it sells it and you get a higher return. That's it. I don't think you can get dividends off a of collectible sitting around like a stock. I don't I don't think I, I, I don't see how that would happen. They start spawning off mini Mario yeah, 3s. I don't and, think. <laughs> how would that happen? I don't think you can do that. It spawns off uh, I don't know an RBI baseball 2. You, so you get another game? Like, how does that happen here? This is insane to me to see this. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not shocked at all. It's fucking wild. I mean, I don't follow the sneaker market at all, but I know that's nuts. That's been nuts for years. And now, yes. to, I guess you want to do it with Pokemon cards. So we talked about this a few weeks ago about we're hitting the zenith of, of this weird investment thing, hitting collectibles and cultural touchstones together. 
for this stuff or like the old sneakers uh, that come back or they redo the Jordans and for Pokemon. And it's it's like the perfect storm to lose your money to me. Yeah. And it seems like a real seems like a real bad thing to like get into right now sitting around bored at home i could see that getting out of control <clears throat> can't go to conventions can't buy stuff just let's 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 collect let's together can't travel yeah let's put that money into buying shares of shit put that stimulus check to good use <laughs> buy buy you know 25 uh, shares you, of super mario Bros. 3 what sealed did, what did you buy I, yeah i buy i own <laughs> i own one one fifth of a sealed super mario Bros. i own one tenth of one percent of super mario 3 <sighs> so this is so this is what, what this is what's happened now going back to who the hell is spending money on this stuff this this website or this organization otis are now in the market to increase the prices of with other speculators in order to acquire them so other speculators raise the prices on the products that shareholders can make money. They're they're now one of the entities now when you see these high highfalutin prices, they're they're one of them and there could be others that follow. The whole market gets tainted at that point to me. This isn't like, hey, we we got we had a private sale and we purchased this. They bought it at auction to potentially put it back on auction, right? With with, but p- with with people buying shares, more people's money behind. So they get the money back <laughs> through the shares, yes. which is like so, so that's what corporation does. Where you're buying in, you're get we're getting your money, and you're getting part potentially the profits. And we have more operating budget to maybe buy more shit and and operate. It's a beautiful plan. I just think it's insane to invest in this stuff. It's insane to do that. Because then the risk is so much lower to this company because, well, we spent $10,000 on this game. We're going to get $5,000 worth of shares. Well, half of our investments already, we're set there. And we'll just pay you out plus plus our, our piece of it. Can I see the assets in person? Otis will host pop-ups and events where you can come to view your assets at our dedicated gallery space. They won't let you touch it, probably. Hey, look at it behind the glass. Yeah, hey, probably I, I, own, I own $500 that Super Mario 3. Okay, cool. That's fine. You can't own it for, you know whatever, 5% of the year, whatever, however they price it out for the amount of shares. It won't be 100% the shares. It'll, it'll be either, what, 50% or something else, whatever percentage. i got to look at the report in details. Um, yeah, this is, this is nuts. And then, and then it links to the recent news about from the New York Times. And then, uh, oh, there's a vice article about someone who got 380 copies of Super Mario Brothers and, and Duck Hunt. That's that's not difficult. Uh, you know, that would take you maybe a bit in 2020, but 10 years ago, you could do that in a weekend on eBay. You can get that many. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll not be doing an Otis sponsorship. We, I think it would be disingenuous to yeah. to do that sponsorship. So so if you complain about us, uh, you know, selling products, I actually think they're cool, like, you know, like Manscaped products or, or like... Uh, we turn down stuff sometimes, and it's just a coincidence that this is coming up here. But I think, unfortunately, there will be people that spend their money on this stuff and potentially will take a loss. But we are in the age of you know uh, Bitcoin and buying Tesla stock and buying this stuff because because you can't, you can't lose it and you can't lose you can't can't lose, lose putting your money in on this stuff. And I'm seeing more and more people, uh, even younger people, saying, "I want to learn about investing." And it's like, okay, uh, before you get investing, though, you make you have to have a stable income. Make sure you're, you're paying off, paying off your, your loans and whatever debt, and you're able to save money. Once you're sort of stable, 
Now you worry about investing. I think the problem is a lot of people nowadays treat it as, oh, it's not get rich quick, but it's a, investing to me is a form of income. It should not be a direct form of income. It should not be. It's not, you, you have to be established first with your income in order to then tiptoe because you have to basically be, be willing to lose that money. Be like, okay, I'm willing to take a loss. Now. Yes, you have to be able to send it out and just assume that that's it. Without it crippling your life. That's how you have to treat this stuff. Whether you're buying Bitcoin, whether you're buying water graded games, um, or any collectible, you, you, you have to make sure you are solvent first when it, when it comes to this stuff. So, right. anything else to add? Or are we cool on with Otis? We're good with Otis. We're done with Otis. We're done with Otis. But you know what? <clears throat> Arcade One Up has just announced a whole slew of a slew. new items uh so yeah news is coming out that they've got a bunch of new cabinets coming there the big ones are a an x-men four-player arcade cabinet the arcade game they're doing a dragon's lair with a space ace variant uh killer instinct um and then killer instinct. two that i think are interesting or, or at least a slightly more interesting um the atari legacy edition and the pong four-player uh pub the pub um, console. Pub it up. So, um, arcade one up. As you know, they make uh, cheaper, uh, like three quarter the, scale, three, three quarter scale arcade machines in the range of three hundred to five hundred bucks. Uh, they use LCD screens. Um, they're usually masked down to a four three ratio. People put them together, and um, they've become very very popular. Uh, over the past couple of years. Over the past couple of years. Um, if you wait for sales and things like that, you can generally find them for relatively inexpensively at places like Walmart. And I think some of the big box shops and people have started building small little arcades in their garages. Um, I'm personally like pretty torn on the arcade one-up stuff. I think some of it is really cool. Some of it that uses the... Um, <clears throat> the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Custom controls, yeah, stuff? like the custom controls, like Star Wars, the, like the proprietary controls, yeah. yeah. So stuff like Tempest uh, that uses a spinner or uh, Centipede uses a trackball. Um, the Star Wars with the flight yoke they did is really cool. Um, those are nice because those are oftentimes cabinets that are more expensive to come by, and it's hard to recreate that feeling at home. You know, it, yeah, centipede I mean, doesn't yeah. feel like centipede without a trackball. Same with missile command. Star Wars is always going to feel better or more interesting. The yoke is the better flight, with the flight yoke. You can play with the joystick, but it's better with the yoke. So that's where oh. I think the appeal of these is, at least for me. I don't have a whole lot of interest in the ones that are just emulating, um, you know, basic stick and stand up uh, arcade cabinets. There have been some that I think are cooler, like uh, the NBA Jam one has is four players and has online uh, online modes so you can play against people. That's one that I think is really cool. So these are um, interesting. I want to talk about the Arta uh, the Atari one. So well, you talk about the Atari one first. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. I th this is the one I personally want. Like I want to own this. Not this isn't a call out for arcade. Want to send me one, but I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, this is a cool one. This takes um, some of the games that, like I mentioned, that really rely on special controls. <clears throat> uh, it's got, what does it have included in it? It has uh, Asteroids, Centipede, Major Havoc, Missile Command, Aka-R, Crystal Castles, Tempest, Millipede, Gravitar, Liberator, Asteroids Deluxe, and Space Duel. Space Duel I throw in there. All included. And the controls for all the... Um, different games are 
on the layout. There's a trackball in the center. There's five buttons laid across, and then there's the spinner. Spinner on the right, like a Tempest. And it's, it's a Tempest cabinet, which is a beautiful cabinet. It's one, that's one of the ones I, re- I actually would want to own if I had an arcade. I'd want a Tempest Yeah, cabinet. it looks like the Tempest. Yeah, they, they recreated the Tempest cabinet. So I think this is cool. This is a lot of games in there that you can't easily emulate or play properly <clears throat> without um, the control panel. Uh, that was dedicated to it, and so this this takes care of all that. I think this is really where the uh, light up marquee the 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 benefit of something like Arcade One Up shines. Yeah, they've got this. Isn't just a, in the original days. Oh, just give you Miss Pac Man and a couple in Galaga and call it a day. We're going to give you more at this point. Uh, Aka R, I didn't heard it because it looks like it was an unreleased prototype. Yeah, I was going to say I thought I that was heard an unreleased that one. But um, so this is this is why I I want I would want this. Astro is one of my favorite classic arcade games. Uh, I, I like Centipede a lot. I like Missile Command a lot. And I love Tempest. Like, it, it, you got them all. Like, I don't want any other Atari games ever besides those four. Right. I'm good. I'm good. Millipede, I like the regular Centipede better. Let's much going on with Millipede. Crystal Castles is a fun little jaunt, but... I actually agree. Uh, Major Havoc is an interesting experiment for a game. I, I like the game when I play it, but you've got to get used to the controls. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. Major Havoc. Uh, Gravatar is decent. Liberator, I don't know what that game even is. So this has all the games I'd ever would want in, in this package here. Okay, on the overhead, my my, my concern would be um, how am I playing Asteroids, though? Does it have the traditional five-button setup for Asteroids? You have rotating clockwise and counterclockwise, thrust, fire, and hyper... and uh, hi, well, well, I guess hyperspace or whatever. You move around the screen real quick. Uh, you jump around. I guess it's called hyperspace. It's hyper, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I hope I can play it with a five button layout. I'm trying to tell, looking at the, trying to find the overhead. My guess is that you can. Uh, well, there's two on the left that are kind of far apart, but then there's three on the right where it looks like it could be. I really hope if I, I, I hope they don't map map the to the spinner. I really don't ho- hope they map the rotation to the spinner. No, I, I would, doubt it. I, I I, there, there would be no reason for them to have that many buttons. Otherwise, having the three below it though, but having three below it would, would be thrust, fire, and hyperspace though. That's why I'm getting scared. They have three on the right side. Give me the option, RK went up. Get the benefit of that. Just give me the option to remap it. That's all. If not, I don't want to play asteroids like that. The rotating would get really weird and funky, constantly going back and forth to me. Versus, and not as honestly, not as precise. I think as well. It's just a different feel. I, I, I would I have to both. say. I would have to say almost 100% certain that they're mapping it to the buttons. Okay. I'll trust you, because otherwise those two on the left are too far apart for... Because you use the two fingers like this, Ian. Pointer and middle for the rotate left and right. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. You go... <laughs> Sorry. I trying to do the UFO voice. Or sound. Anyway, so that's that one. Uh, X-Men. X-Men Arcade has the four-player game. Character designs based uh, straight out of the legend, the legendary prior to the X Men anime. Pilot. Wouldn't call it legendary. It's interesting, uh, but that's pretty much the inspiration. Yeah, when you look at the characters, mm-hmm. it has Dazzler. I love Dazzler. Um, so it has that. Then you also get Captain America and the Avengers, which is a, which is a fun game. Um, and then the Avengers in Galactic Storm. I don't know that game. I don't know that game either. I don't know that one. Uh, this also adds the online play that uh, NBA Jam had. Oh, that's pretty cool. So we we could uh, we could go at it. 
Uh, it's Colossus in there. Okay, Avengers and Galactic Storm was a 1995 fighting game developed and published by Data East. What? Oh, okay. It's the wacky looking one. Okay, I've seen this before. I have seen this either on an ROM. It's a fighting game with like weird sort of like kind of polygonal graphics. Okay, I've seen this one. It looks like garbage, uh, but I've seen this one. Oh, it sure does. Yeah, it's not really sprite-based, it looks like. It's like PS1 Rise of the Robots sort of fighting graphics. Remember Rise of the Robots? That's, that's kind of what it looks like. It's bad. All right, so that one doesn't excite me as much as that one. Um, what about Dragon's Lair, Ian? Dragon's Lair is an interesting one for me because <clears throat> I love Dragon's Lair. Um, this one has the you know the trilogy. It has Dragon's Lair, Space Ace, and Dragon's Lair Two Time Warp on it. Dragon's um, Lair, and they recreate the cabinet really nicely. They got uh, the little LED readout. The they've top. got the scoreboard that I love so much, and it's got the um, the marquee that is trapezoidal. It's not, oh. it's not flat across. That said, I. Uh-oh. I don't know that I need to... <sighs> you, you already got the, what, the 1-6 one, right? I love that fucking scale cabinet. I the, really... Like the 1-6? Like what is yeah, it? Yeah, foot and a half? One, it's one, one foot. One foot. I really love that scale cabinet. And while this is cool, I I don't... If if uh, I want... Uh, if, if I want... This, this falls under the... It's not doing anything special. There's no special controls. It's not like this is coming with a laser disc player. Um, laser. If this is... This would be neat if it was hackable to do other, you know, run other Laserdisc games. That could be neat as, like, an all-in-one Daphne station. Um, but at that point, personally, for me, I would just want to get the actual Dragon's Lair cabinet. I think one of the things about Dragon's Lair is not just the game, if you actually like it, but it's the cabinet itself. It's having the full-size cabinet. It's big. Um, that's, that's spendy nowadays. Sure, it absolutely works. is. That's probably a couple grand, I would think. It absolutely is, but it, like I said, it, it's it, my my lack of excitement is not because it's Dragon's Lair. I like Dragon's Lair, and I like how they did this cabinet. Um, but it's a joystick game, and at that point, like I said, I, I, I kind of lose interest in these arcade one-ups if they're oh. not using a specific control scheme that is hard to replicate. Uh, maybe four grand. I'm looking at e- holy shit. It's not that much. I've done look. I've done research into it. The ones on you, eBay you, are stupid. You done look for one. <laughs> I, I well, was, I was bored once, and I spent some time looking into but it. But these are getting more money. Like like a, like these are stuff like twenty years ago. You could have got for five hundred dollars, probably sure. four hundred dollars. They're over a grand now. Uh, some of this stuff. So um, okay, there's that one. I, I I think that one is interesting because it had like you said it has something different. It has the little LED readout. I wonder those. You think those speakers are actually both functional on the top? They put they put speakers. I'd hope. I'd think they probably. I'd hope are, it wasn't yeah. just for show. <clears throat> I, I doubt it's for show. I think this is going to sell. This is going to be the seller. This one is going to go. I think this one. I which, think which one? Dragon's Lair. Oh, sure. But this this is going to sell more than you possibly would, would think. Like, oh, because it's, people want this weird experience of playing something if, if they weren't around for potentially. If I and, had more, uh, if I had more space, I'd be more interested. But it's easy for me to be like, no, I don't need this. Ah, wait a few years. We're at Castle Ferguson. Which sounds like it have a moat and a drawbridge. <laughs> it would Castle have a moat, I promise you. Um, so anyway, so that's interesting. All right, next up, Killer Instinct is an interesting one. So Killer Instinct, um, it's it's it has a it has a rare uh, custom riser on it with rare. All these have custom risers, by the way. The Atari one of does. Course. So Killer Instinct has Killer Instinct one. Why wouldn't it? Uh, Killer Instinct two. Then they throw in the 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 pretty good Battletoads. 
uh, arcade game, which you don't see too often. Uncommon cabinet. And then they give you a bonus just to do it. Battletoads, Double Dragon, which I guess will be That's the, weird. the Super Nintendo one, I'm guessing. Or Genesis, whatever. But they, they throw that in there just to give you another game. I mean, it doesn't hurt, but sure. it's not an arcade game, but they're just going to do that. Yeah, that's not the first time they've done that because there was the... Um... <clears throat> That X, I think it was the X Men vs Street Fighter cabinet yeah. where they threw in the Super Nintendo. Yeah, like uh, the gems. War, it was either War of the Gems or yeah, or both. Apocalypse. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is an interesting one because I think the people that would be interested in this, like like my cousin who loved Killer Instinct in the arcade, like the newer Killer Instinct people that are playing the new version, I might be too young to want this one. Maybe maybe. Uh, it's it's an interesting offering. I don't think this will sell that well if I had to imagine versus some of the other ones, but it's interesting. Yeah, the cabinets, the Killer Instinct cabinet was never beautiful, as you can see. No, it's, and they do a decent job of again recreating it. Um, but yeah, it's not like it was ever a cabinet that jumped out. No, so it's it is what it is. So in throwing battle toads with it just as they can, I guess that's cool. But you, you buy this because you're a Killer Instinct fan. All right, and then and then we have the the um, the Pong the Pong four player pub table. So it's a it's a cocktail style, not almost cocktail, but pub style because it, it's circular and it has a, one, like, I guess, riser in the middle. Um, Four-player Pong game. So you get four spinners, you know, and then a button. So you can play Pong, Quadra Pong, four players, Pong Doubles, Warlords, there you say, go. Warlords should be on Have there. the button. <clears throat> Pong Sports, I'm not familiar with it. It sounds like some of these are, are, were these all arcade units or these are like ones you bought for the TV? Circus Atari. Circus Atari. I like Circus They throw Atari. Tempest on it because they can because they have a spinner. And Super Breakout. This, to me, looks like a gorgeous piece because it, it does have that, you know, retro late 70s look to it. Um, it, it, looks, it just looks like nice. It looks like it's something you'd see in the late 70s. Because uh, Atari had like their four player like Atari football stuff like had that same color scheme right like they had like, like the, the yellow and orange stripes and and you know the black and white the white lettering on the black background it looks it looks gorgeous to me oh I just must say I want it it looks gorgeous I must have missed you heard you saying it or it went in what ear uh, one ear not the other a tempest <laughs> yes. it includes tempest hey, hey it has a spinner right yeah why and not? a button <laughs> why not? Oh, there, well there's two buttons Look, on players three and four there's one button for warlords yeah on players one and two there's two buttons so tempest you have the fire and the whatever yeah. the uh, supercharged smart button. bomb or smart whatever bomb, they called it smart spider charge I don't know yeah. what it's called I love tempest I don't know the name of it so um this is yeah this is nice purchase from partners what is this going for Best Buy okay um and pre order how much does this cost five fifty for that a little bit more than I thought but if it's well constructed eh. If that's made of wood and not just, pl- I mean, if what is it made of? Is it just probably particle board? Just particle board. That's a little spendy. You are getting four spinners though. They're probably qu- hopefully quality spinners. I've never seen a spinner on an arcade one-up machine before though. Uh, Five fifty. I thought it'd be maybe like four fifty. Uh, that's the only one you can pre-order. I don't think you can pre-order the rest so far. That would be fun in a in a home bar. I could see yeah. that. <clears throat> Put in your basement. That would be cool. So yeah, that that to me is the Warlords is so much fun. Yes, very underrated game, Warlords. So that is that is one that stands out to me because it actually looks it looks like a nice piece. It's the centerpiece of your living room or bar room. <laughs> yeah, good old good old Atari products. All right, anything else to add here? We haven't done one of these in, in a bit, but that's nope. a, that's a nice offering. They're really upping the game. This isn't just like oh, give you Galaga, Pac Man Plus, Pac Man. You know, this is this is a nice offering of things here. You would agree? Yeah, I agree. It's not so bad. 
All right, Ian, we have a, a Patreon. How do, you, how do you access the CU Podcast Patreon? You go to patreon.com slash CU Podcast. Uh, you check it out. You see if it interests you. You pay a little money. You get a little something in return. We do the full video podcast every week. You get that. I do a writing about once a week. This week, I just wrote about how I'm starting to learn how to make homemade ramen. Uh, oh, okay. I do a hangout once a month. Uh, that'll probably be uh, a week from this weekend. Uh, and we put up these poll topics. All right, in th- that you can vote in. In third place, in third place, uh, at twenty eight percent, which is strong for third place. What sitcom would make a good video game? In second place, do you think that games that became popular uh, during the pandemic, like Among Us, Phasmophobia, Fall Guys, will have staying power? Um, I think I spelled that wrong. And then in first place, Ian, it's happens. What do you miss most about gaming conventions? It has happened, Ian. <laughs> after five months or more, six months. Uh, so I, I do miss gaming conventions uh, quite a bit. I, when I when I'm in a a busy year uh, for me, that would be like seven or eight conventions all told. Um, I can get kind of tired of it in the in the day to day. But this past year has made me realize that I do really miss them, at least at least uh, in in moderation. Um, I particularly missed Portland this year, Portland Retro Gaming Expo, and I missed Long Island. That was a really fun one we did oh, I uh, the pizza. Uh, a year ago uh, this past summer. And what I miss is... Uh, you know, it's, it sounds cheesy to say, it, but I miss my friends. There are a lot of people that I talk to online that I kind of take for granted that I'm probably going to see them once or twice a year through um, these conventions. You know, we all do YouTube or podcasts or whatever. We all go and we uh, sit at our booths and shake hands. And then afterwards, we shake all... Shake hands, get, kiss babies. Shake hands, kiss babies. And then afterwards, <laughs> we all get to get together and, you know, see friends that we haven't seen in, in, in quite some time. Yeah, we go out to eat. We hang out in a hotel room. We play games and we generally act like, you know, the, the, the big nerds that we actually are. And uh, I, I miss that. I, I miss seeing people like Norm and Alex and... Gerard and uh, you know all these people that uh, otherwise we we may not always have a a, a chance to to see every year. Um, I also miss eating. I you miss eating. Ian? I you don't eat at conventions. Well, no, no, but I do. I mean, when I travel, one of the first things that whether it's for business or pleasure, one of the first things I do is think about all the food that I have to make sure I get when I'm in that the, area. the regional food or, or local restaurants. Yeah. I uh, it's no no secret that I am a big fan of food, um, big eater, and uh, <laughs> I, I I will I, and and that's the yeah that's you you're laughing threw me off and that that throws me off so I always uh, for instance I have eaten a stunningly small amount of fried cheese over the past year I almost, stunningly small a amount. stunningly small amount of fried cheese um, I always like to order mozzarella sticks when I go. I go out of town. I've had a I've had a, a mozzarella stick for like five years. I don't know the last time I had one. Now I think about it. But whether it's getting you know good noodles in Portland or uh, sandwiches in Portland at a place like Lardo or uh, ordering forty dollars worth of White Castle and getting good pizza when we're in Long Island, like you ordered forty dollars of White Castle. Uh, Frank and I ordered forty dollars worth of White Castle and ate it in the um, could lobby. Say, could I save a slider for Pat? Throw me a slider in. <laughs> we, we went through all of it. I think I got the pizza. Um, 
So yeah, I, that's that's what I miss. I miss sitting around, and I and I miss, I, love, I miss the fucking friendlies. When I go back and get some, get my peanut butter cup Sunday, miss that. And this I actually talked about a little bit uh, on the other podcast. I missed the hotel bar. I miss hotel bars. They're overpriced. Some are good. They're overpriced. Some are good. They're overpriced. They're always weird. Uh, they all smell the same. Um, but you always see really interesting people in hotel bars. It's hard to not sit in a hotel bar for an hour and, and do some people watching and not walk away, yeah, and not walk away seeing something interesting. Something weird happening. Maybe people cheating on their wives and yeah. husbands with each other. You do see weird shit. Because when you go to a bar that you would choose to go to or you go to your regular bar, there is a set group of people that have decided to go to that bar and make it their bar, their home, their place. But a hotel bar is a bar that everyone goes to because they're out of town and they don't know where a place they would be comfortable is. So they go down to the hotel bar to order food and order a drink. So it's a, it's a melting pot of all the most of everyone. I, I, you can't say always the most interesting people because you're going to get boring people in there too. But everyone is there. Everyone comes in contact with the hotel bar. You're always going to and run into... And you see into, people from the conventions too. Yeah, you see people from the conventions, yeah. but you're always going to run into people that you normally wouldn't run into in a hotel bar. It's kind of like an airport bar in that way. Um, the things that I don't I, I, miss... I like the quesadillas. I just like getting a quesadilla from, from whatever hotel I'm at because it's like comfort food. It's hard to fuck up a quesadilla. Just give me a quesadilla. Just give me a quesadilla. Just give it to me. Send it to my room, have it at a bar. That's, I always get a case of you. Sorry. And then lastly, uh, the one thing I don't really miss is I don't actually miss like the show floor. I, as time has gone on, I've been buying less and less. It's not to say that conventions aren't fun on the show floor, but for me personally, I'm looking for less items. Um, and then the things that I'm looking for are getting harder to find. So the actual act of shopping on a convention floor is not is, is, is pretty far back on my list of things that I miss. I think I had it's I, all it's all the people interactions and stuff that I miss. I think the last couple conventions I went to, I struggled to find things to buy. I fi- I, struggled- I always find a black and white Game Boy game at the very least to find. I find like one somewhere. I'm buying <laughs> but- like uh, ephemera at this point. It's like the, you know the, the 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 Super Mario Brothers adventure books. Like I find sure. stuff like that now, or even the weird controller stuff. I'm like I have so many weird controllers. Someone offered uh, me a, a controller at Long Island. I think I turned it down. It was like a joystick. Yeah, five bucks. I think I bought it for five bucks because like I wouldn't buy it at ten even a box joystick. Like I, I just don't. I don't have it anywhere to buy a lot of stuff. I just don't. Right. I don't have a place to display it. Or like a little stuffed animal or something. Or a little like I like buying like the from like the artist alley or artist like the little. They make like the little earrings, or if I buy it for for sure. a lady friend, or like a t shirt, I'll buy, try to find like a t shirt or something like that. That's the stuff I'll, I'll get. And uh, that's that's more what I look at these days when I'm actually at a convention too. Is I look at the uh, art and I try to find an artist to support or something like that. But it's almost never like video games that I'm actually hunting down at them. Oh, anymore. I mean, because you know, I, I try to calculate how many conventions I've been to since the past ten years. It's got to be sixty to eighty conventions. Yeah. When you actually break it down, I probably averaged seven a year for the past like six, seven years, and the other years probably did like other years I did. I think one year, two thousand sixteen, I probably did like ten. I, you know, I've done I've done ten some some years. Anyway, um, I actually miss interacting with with the people listening to the, to the podcast or watch, yeah. watch my videos because like you forget that there's like faces sometimes. I mean, you see crappy you see crappy comments left by idiots, but that's the small minority of people. That's like that's like less than a percent of the people. I understand that the that's, online you know. world feels a lot warmer when you have faces and at least one personal experience to link to a, a name on there. Sure, and it's been a while. Like, yeah, it's, what? It's what? <clears throat> it's been what, Ian? It's been some time. It's, it's been, been a while. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Since we've been anyway, so it, it's nice to see that you, you. I mean, you know it's there, but you don't get you don't get that that in person. Hey, you know, you, you know, I've been listening to your podcast for like three years, or I love this video, or, or it's good to see the, the joy in people's faces versus just you know comments here and there. Uh, that's good. Yeah, and yes, I, I love seeing, of course, Norm. My, my roommate at, at a lot of these past conventions. Uh, I have I don't have a lot of close friends in San Diego. It, the number it, it's very small. Uh, my good friends are all around the U.S. at this point. Uh, a lot of them are video create, uh, creators, people like Andre, uh, you know, Dan, uh, Norm. So I don't get to see my friends. Uh, I was I was planning on visiting Norm uh, in, in Kansas City. Um, couldn't do it. Because of the pandemic, I, we, I was going to go, yeah, I'll, I'll come out like some weekend, just hang out with you and Kristen. Couldn't even do it. So, yeah. like, now, now I feel bad because I wish I forced myself to do that, like, you know, like whatever I was planning for, like maybe late winter uh, to do that. So it's tough. It's tough to do that, just talk to people on the phone every now and then versus, you know, at a good convention season, it's like, hey, I just saw you a few weeks ago. Now I'm seeing you again. So it's like you, you get a chance to really spend some time with people versus just seeing someone once a year uh, at most. So um, yeah, that's that's a big one. I I miss the arcades. I, I like always like going into the arcades uh, at these conventions because there's not a lot of chance for me to go to arcades regularly. I don't go to a lot of bar arcades and stuff like that. Um, and I do like to travel and and see different parts. Of people. One of the things about the U.S. that is good is that it is really different cultures in certain parts of the u.s and it's nice it's a to go big damn country it's it's a big country it's, oh, that person gonna yell at us again for disrespecting big country um but like when i go back when i go back to jersey or go to the long island that's like my my people it's like oh this i remember people a little bit closer to my personality you know in tone it's like a little bit louder and a little bit hey pat like you get that from people there's like but you go to the midwest you know you don't get that if you go to california you don't get that so it is nice to see that and yes the food i do miss the food I need Long Island pizza again, or Jersey pizza, so I do miss all that stuff. I do miss that, yeah. but but it, it does not that it helps keep you going, but you do realize that yeah, a lot of the bullshit online. Going back to uh, when people tried coming after us for Diablo Immortal, the reason I knew it wasn't a big deal because no one gave a shit. We went to the conventions that year. No one said to us, "Oh, how dare you?" Say-? No, not a not a one said that. The only thing was was talked about was like, oh, those people are crazy. We or, had that. We had um, a Q&A question once, and I, and I don't even feel like the per- I don't think they were pleased with us about doing it, but they heard us out, and they seemed to accept it, and they weren't rude about it when they asked us. Was that at SoCal? I can't it remember like what three, it was three, four that. months later? Yeah, but there was there was one, and it was it was fine. Yeah, but know? that's it. Yeah. It's like, it's... The they, comments, they were respectable. The comments are bullshit, for the most part, when it comes to it. So anyway. So yeah, that, that's, 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 what, that's what I miss, and hopefully... God, at this point, I'm, I'm thinking maybe August. We are semi-back to normal in August. Knock on fake wood, particle board, and our, our Pong pub player wood. We'll be back to normal as soon as we get these vaccines in our arms. And we do that. All right. Uh, we, we got we got, uh, we got some voicemails we're going to listen to. You can go to anchor.fm slash the podcast, and you can leave us voicemails. Try to be concise and quick, maybe under 20 seconds, definitely not over 30 seconds, because I might have to, I might have to cut, cut you off keep to keep the flow uh, going here so this first one i put i put wtf for this person so i might cut them off uh from from brandon here hey pat and ian uh, big fan of the show uh have uh two questions uh first one's for pat did you really uh hook up with that baywatch model uh i don't know when i ever had a baywatch model uh anywhere in my life so i don't know who he's referring to there <laughs> okay uh, th- that's why i would put wtf and 
is he referring to the Alicia Dragoon video? Is he referring to um, Denise, who showed up in a few videos? I don't know. And uh, the second one is for Ian. Oh, no. I know you're a huge music buff, so I'm wondering if you've ever listened to uh, any David Hasselhoff records. <laughs> okay, that's why I put WTF here from Brandon. Yeah, love the Hoff. Love the Hoff. Love the Hoff. All right. Uh, next, next is, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What happened to Josh here? I had Josh down, but I don't, I don't see him. Uh, from Karen. Happy holidays, Pat and Ian. This question kept losing the Patreon polls, but I liked it, so I'll ask it again here. Maybe that's cheating. Maybe not. Oh, it's going to be cheating, Karen. But it's fine. We we'll let you, you cheat, so, uh, Karen. So what do you miss about going to conventions? Oh, Well, it's funny you say that, Karen, because we just did a segment about that. So go back and listen to that segment, everyone. <laughs> but thank from, you. From, from five minutes before thank this. Thank you for trying to cheat that one through. the entire atmosphere and the sense of community. Yeah. And I'm probably going to go to one maybe next year if COVID ever goes away. Anyway, ha- again, happy holidays. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Thanks Karen. Get back to N64 writing, Karen. She's writing for the certain N64 guy book. All right. Uh, skipping this one, because I said to skip it. Uh, this is from... Skip it. Skip it. A zibba, 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 and a zibba, zibba. Hey, Pat and Ian. What do you guys like that isn't retro? Let's say PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, or Nintendo Wii forward. Do you guys have the most fun with particular consoles? Are there any newish franchises that you secretly enjoy? My wife and I are primarily retro gamers, but the FromSoft games like Dark Souls on the PS4 crack our favorite games list. Shut! I sound like you're in a tavern with that echo there. Um, well, he, he likes the PS3. He's got the P- PS4. I, I have a PS4 that I don't use very much at all. Um, but this Nintendo Switch, Switch obviously, I really, really like the Nintendo Switch. And uh, people think I'm a huge uh, Nintendo fanboy, and they often think I'm a Sony fanboy. But the truth of the matter was, I had a 360, and I really enjoyed the 360. I haven't gone back to it recently. I just don't have time. But um, that was a system that really got me back into gaming regularly and uh despite the fact that it was you know uh, built like shit and i spent you know days and days and days repairing them at at luna um i do actually kind of have a a fondness in in my uh in memory for the um the 360 console Uh, this is from uh darian uh says to start 20 seconds in here Uh, me on the way so trains keeps me my question for you guys is uh, what's your earliest video game memory? Um, my son's still a little bit too young to play games um, but I'm always kind of contemplating what would be his first video game whether or not I'd show it to him or somebody else Alright, what's your what's your earliest video game memory? I have three, I don't know what the earliest one is I remember sitting on my grandfather's lap and him showing me how to um play pac-man on the 5200 i remember my mom showing me how to play phoenix in a laundromat and i remember going to um and i have many memories of this arcade foggy memories because i was young but there was an arcade in the eastern hills mall called fun and games in buffalo new york and um playing uh, the Star Wars arcade sit-down game with my dad is one of my earliest memories. All three of those are like probably right around the same time. Uh, ha- have to be. Let's see. We got, we got the XT in probably early '86. It was definitely winter. I remember it being cold. When we went to that computer store, like a really one of those computer stores, like in like a fucking little office. Remember mm-hmm. those little things that guys just set up? 
Um, before that, uh, probably Atari at my cousin's, but I think before that was the, was the Coleco Telstar Ranger. I think it was that. Oh. My, my father Neat. had it set up upstairs on a little black and white TV. That might have been it. It might have been probably like four years old. That was probably it. Uh, next is from Jonathan. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Jonathan, and I've been a fan listening to the show since day one when you guys were in Pat's bedroom. Uh, and so I want to preface this with phrasing. I love the show, and I do not want it to to end. It really is. It's my drive to and from work. It's awesome. But have you had any discussions as to whether or not there's an exit plan for the show? Uh, does one of you leave? Do you both leave? Like, have you has there been any discussion about this at all? Uh, I'm just really curious. Take it easy, guys. Thanks a lot. You're an interloper, Jonathan. We, we, have, we have not had a discussion yet. We were supposed to at some point. What we would do if one or both left the show, or could it continue on in what form? Would there be another host? We have not had a discussion. Yeah, we don't really know. We'll have to have the discussion soon in case something happens. What if, what if one of us dies? You know, what happens? <laughs> I mean, I did the show by myself for like five to six months when Ian was out with his sickness. Um, so obviously it can happen with one person. Um we just discuss what it would look like, or if there would be a place for Pat. Who does Ian drag into Castle Country every 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 week, or would he do it from his place? You know, would, would he would he zoom in people? We get at the conversation. Do you have a replacement mind for Ian? Who's 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 who you kick to the side? Who could fill Pat's eleven and a half shoes? I, Some, mostly eleven, but sometimes eleven, mostly eleven. I don't have any idea. A small eleven and a half, but mostly eleven for the ladies. No. All right, uh, this is this is a grading question from Anthony. What? Hey, Pat and Ian, Tony from Massachusetts. Been listening for about four years. Hey, Tony! You guys are part of my Wednesday morning commute, so I definitely appreciate that. Pat, my question for you is, I know you guys talked a little bit about the recent surge in grading of sealed games, things of that nature. Um, do you have any intention of grading the gold and gray NWC cards um, anytime soon or in the, uh, you know, in the future at some point? I'd love to hear your feedback on that. And uh, again, guys, thank you for the content. Love your show. Thanks, Tony. Um, it, I would only get them graded if I was forced to do it if I sold them. If it was one of those situations where, yeah, I'll give you a lot of money for it, but I want to make sure it's graded a certain percentage, or then I would I would do it. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. There's just none. There's none. Yeah. Plus, it's weird setting something off. I just it's it, there were so much money now to set them off and have other people handle them. Uh, it'd be kind of weird. Pat always brings up his NWCs. Well, Tony, Tony brought him up. Tony brought him up. Tony brought him up. Tony. All right. Next is from Craig. Hey, Pat and Ian. This is Craig from Seattle. Longtime listener, first time caller. While listening to the most recent podcast, I heard all the praise given to one Zack Snyder, deservedly so. It got me thinking, is it time to reboot the Care Bears? And if so, what would a Zack Snyder cut look like? I love the show. Keep on keeping on. Slow-mo magic sprinkles and... Very, very blue. Very, very like that that dark that dark purplish blue color that he uses a lot. Desaturated or whatever the hell... Yeah, everything would would look like Grumpy Bear. Super, super realistic. We can't... No, not not super realistic. It's hyper... It's already hyper uh, realism, I guess, with with Care Bears. I'm trying to do do a Watchmen comparison failing hard here. Just trying to think how we ruin Watchmen, how I can ruin Care Bears. <laughs> and it's not working here. Uh, this is from Sean. 
Hey Pat and Ian, this is Sean coming to you from Washington. I have a question for both of you. What kind of audio setup do you guys have hooked up to your video game consoles? Do you use headphones? A nice Sean, are you hiding out somewhere? Are you, are you on the <laughs> run here? Are you in the lamb? Pair of speakers, subwoofer perhaps, or do you guys just use the audio coming from your from your TV? Cops are two minutes out, guys. Sean, um, what do you, how do you do it? I just I, I use a very basic sound bar. I, I have nothing special. Sound bars are good, can be good. They I, get a good. They're not that much money. Like sixty, seventy bucks for one that has a woof, like a woofer in it and a little. Yeah, yeah I, I don't do anything fun. special audio wise. Um, much to my brother's uh, chagrin, chagrin, chagrin uh, because he builds. I mean, that's what my brother does in his spare time is oh. he builds sound systems and speakers, and he's really good at it. I think you were telling me that. I don't. I don't. Yeah. He runs like big bass heavy rave sound systems. All right, want to do one more? One more, and then uh, then I'm done. One more, okay. One and done. This is a good question. Hi, Pat and Ian. I'm Stefan from Arizona, and my question is to Ian specifically. Oh. What is the most amount of stuff someone has bought from you in one transaction at Luna? Is it something where someone came in and said, "Yes, hi, I'd like to buy ten of your Xbox 360s, please," and also I'd like to pay entirely in five dollar bills? Thanks, guys. Love the show. Please keep it up, and please rant more about water-rated games or graded games. Bye. Okay, this is interesting, because is it quantity of products or the amount or a combination? Well, I guess we have to be quantity. I mean, yeah. Has someone come in and, said, and bought 100 games before? Um, I'm trying to think of what some of the longest tickets I've ever seen have been. Um, so there was... I'm trying to remember how many he bought. I mean, I bought a lot of manuals before, but now the other there are count people that. who have bought a, a, a lot of things from manuals, us before. I would say probably. Um, so there was a okay. I, I think the most I've ever sold in one transaction is probably uh, something like, uh, yeah, that's about right. It was probably about two hundred PlayStation Two games. Um, we used to have a guy who would come up from Tijuana, and he ran. Um, a, a store down there. Oh, so it was okay. So he would come up and buy a ton of our cheap games because the cheap video games are pretty expensive in Mexico. Um, if you've ever, if you, if you live in Mexico, if you've ever traveled down to Mexico and gone into a video game shop, even once you factor in the uh, con, uh, the, the currency uh, exchange and all that, okay. video games are still very expensive down in Mexico. So they, they they weren't bought a lot brand new. Well, and I just don't think there's really. I, I don't I don't know how much, but I'm I'm just not sure what the distribution is is that like down sense. there. Um, so I remember you know when the 3ds was popular, going there and seeing a game that would have been forty dollars brand new in the U.S. was going for the equivalent of, of $60 in, in, in uh, Mexico. Um, so this guy would come up and buy a lot of our games. And the thing was, is he was really nice. He never asked for a discount because he he would go down and raise the price of all of them by three to five bucks. So, so he's buying like $3 games, something like eight or 10 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He'd buy the three to $8 games or the three to $5 games and sell them for, you know, eight to $10. And that's what he did. And the one day he came in and I just remember I, and he was cool about it. And I, he tipped me, but I was there like half an hour late. Cause he just kept finding, he came in late and he just kept finding stuff. And I mean, he walked out with like three huge bags. It was probably about 200 games, 200 games. Yeah, because I remember the sale was probably in the vicinity of uh, it was probably about a thousand bucks, and he never really bought anything over five. So that's two hundred. That might even be two fifty games, depending on how many three dollar games he bought. So games like a few bucks at most. Yeah, All right. yeah. So do I, do I still hold the record for biggest monetary 
at one time. Uh, I mean, that's if you want to count, count that, that as a sale, sure. It's a sale. I mean, yeah. It I, 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 always, <laughs> I always consider that a private sale. Um, okay. I, you know, in terms of, in, uh, I, I would, I would say, in terms of a tax sale. Um, Shh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> but, but I, I could trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you are, uh, you are probably, yeah, you're probably among the biggest purchase. That was, that was, um, wow, that was 11 years ago already. Yeah, I bought that uh, spring 2010 yeah. after I moved here. Scra- scra- scrape that money together and boy that was that paid off in one way so I mean I wasn't I, I was I was yeah I was I was living almost check to check I, well, I had a 401k but I didn't want to break into the 401k to buy a, a fucking video game sure <laughs> so I don't I don't count the, the 401k you don't count as money like if you got to give in your 401k you're in trouble and you shouldn't for any reason at all dip into it unless you can pay yourself back they were getting into finances 401ks Depending on your plan, you can basically loan yourself the money and pay yourself back interest. You use it as a credit base. But to actually take a payout, you lose a ton of money on your 401k. You get taxed on it, and you get a penalty on top of it. So don't don't touch your 401k. Was that it? Past financial advice? <laughs> there was a lot of financial advice this podcast. That's it. There was a lot about investments and things like that. Thanks so much, everyone. This was fun. And, hey, and the two days ago, me and you were like, we're not sure we can do a podcast. There's nothing happening. There's nothing it. going on. We but but we, we, we're good. We're good. We, we had fun. So, um, uh, yeah, I'll be on Twitch every Wednesday night around roughly 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern is when I do it for Pacific, maybe 4 to 5, somewhere there. We watch 80s commercials. We have fun. I'm also on Cameo, uh, cameo.com slash Pat Country. I'm going to give a shout out to everyone there. You got, you got to get into Cameo. You got to do some Cameo. No? Maybe. Maybe I've had people ask me if I'm going to do it or if then I'm do just it. Joke. Undercut my prices. <laughs> Go for it, dude, dude. There's like I saw guys like it's weird. I, I've seen prices where it's like you know local hockey player like, in a league in like you know upstate Michigan or whatever doing like 99 cent ones. It's just doing he's doing a ton of them because they're so cheap or a dollar like sure or two bucks. It's, it's interesting. I'm not saying you should do the thousand dollar Dennis Rodman ones or you you know just do whatever. All right, that's it. I'm gonna eat some uh, some taco leftovers. Uh, with uh, with bitchin' sauce, bitchin' sauce is good. Which I didn't know was uh, uh, based on almonds. I believe yeah, that's the base almonds. of it. And the vegan cheese, the vegan uh, mozzarella cheese. I forgot to say, which I'm getting used to the taste because it's, it's the primary ingredient is uh, co- it's coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Then they add some cheese type of flavor in there and tricks your body into thinking it's uh, cheese. It's still not cheese though. Vegan cheese is terrible for the most part. Yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, we'll see you later, everyone. Bye bye. <laughs>